Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shenanacast. Here we are. Once, once again, again. Uh, since Taku is still locked in the closet, I mean indisposed for perfectly legitimate reasons, and uh, I will be uh, usurping his position once again, so we are once again sans tacos. Oh, no, you don't. Ha-ha! I have returned! Oh god, he's awake again. The rightful host of the Shenanacast! You usurper! Get out of my chair! <laughs> Hello everybody, and welcome to the Shenanacast. Uh, I am Sensaku, not Sans Tacos. Thank you very much. You, you can eat your tacos again. I can. Loud. Everyone can eat their tacos again. I am Sensaku, also known as John, and I am back from my five-week uh, disappearance from the podcast. Uh, I am back, and this is episode I don't even know. Uh, hang on one second. As I turn away from the mic, which is great radio... Uh, this is Shenanicast episode 16. Episode 16. There's a one, there's a six. They're in that order. <laughs> that is that is how you that is how you write out 16, yes. You can also do it with letters. You can indeed. But we're not. We're uh, rebels. It's, it's lots of letters. <laughs> um, there's more than 16 letters in the word 16. No, no, there's, there's not. Less, no, there's seven. Not. There's less than sixteen letters seven, in the word sixteen. John, I'm tired. <laughs> we can tell. Anyways, hello everybody. Welcome to stream. Uh, I won't stream. Welcome to the podcast. You're really tired. Oh, my brain. So, so what have uh, you been doing? Mind, with, 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 clearly with, not with, sleeping. With me today are <laughs> Shadow Chorus, also known as William, and Units, also known as the Usurper. As to what I've been doing, well, I've been working a lot. Uh, I, oh, yeah, jobs. I, I have a I have an overnight shift that keeps changing. Uh, that that I, I was told that uh, it would be a nine to five shift. So far, I've worked nine to five once. We want to clarify what nine um, to five means. Nine to, nine p.m. to five a.m. Uh, I've I've worked that once. Uh, mostly, it's been seven to three, eight to four, six to two. Although the one six to two shift that I had uh, was actually this morning, um, and my replacement didn't come in until four, so I couldn't leave until four. So it was really it was a six to four, um, which is why I overslept. But then uh, also Friday night I wasn't supposed to work, but Friday night I worked. Which is why I also missed uh, my stream on Saturday. So there will be two bonus streams that I'm doing. Or I'll be taking yours and then I'll be doing another bonus stream later in the week. Um, to make up for those. But yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, hopefully it'll be changing soon because I actually have an interview tomorrow with a IT firm that'll have me working, hopefully, if I get the job, working uh, from home 9 to 5. So 9 a.m. 9 to 5 p.m. Not the other one. So hopefully your boss doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, no, they are, they already know that I'm going to the interview, oh, okay. and they're like, "Good luck," because you know, I mean, it's a better paying job with better hours and better location, because <laughs> you can't really get a better commute than from your bed to your desk, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you had a laptop from your bed, don't even leave bed. To I your mean, bed. theoretically, I could work from my bed. It's like, don't even put pants on. I have Wi-Fi. <laughs> As long as nobody else is here, I don't have to put pants on to come here either. But it's like, I, I have good enough Wi-Fi, I could work from my bed. Uh, but anyways, uh, prior to that... Uh, I on was, to news that... Prior is. to that, I was at Desert Bus. But, so, um, 
we are going to be talking about... So we're changing out the formula of the Shannon cast a little bit, because while I was gone, I was listening to everything they were doing. Bum, bum, bum. I apologize. Anyways, um... So we're gonna be we're gonna be shifting up the uh, the f- format a little bit. We're gonna talk about less things. We're, gonna, we're sorry. No, we're gonna talk about more things, but less of them. Form your sentence. Because I'm I'm, oh, I'm trying to figure out how exactly we, we I should say this. More topics in the same time span. More topics in less time span. No, in the same podcast less, length. More topics. More less topics. aspects of those topics. Don't worry. We will not plan out anything. Still. You can clearly <laughs> tell that it's not changed. None of this is scripted. More topics, same amount of time. We'll, we'll be going into less uh, we'll be going into less asinine detail about the topics though. Apparently uh, we've been doing it still the same as normal. For the past <laughs> ten minutes. I don't know how long. <laughs> that's that that's including the clap, so you can't count that number. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyways. So the first topic we want to talk about today is actually a little bit a little piece of news. Um the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh dear! Time for da 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 da. Bit of news. Bit of news. Sorry, uh, I'm doing my best three dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Guess what game Shadow Chorus has been playing? <laughs> a lot of Fallout. Me too. Um, so uh, Final Fantasy VII ha- is has been announced. They they did a uh, at the PlayStation Experience uh, experience <clears throat> this past week. Um, they talked about uh, Final Fantasy a lot. They revealed some gameplay trailers. They showed off a bit of Midgar. They showed off the combat system, which is uh, Crisis Core's combat system, Ooh, uh, apparently. Crisis Core's combat system. Uh, it, no, I do too. Appar- a lot of people have been saying it's Kingdom Hearts' combat system. It's not. It, I mean, it's very similar. Uh, Crisis Core was based off of Crisis Core's combat system was based off of Kingdom Hearts' combat system. And it was take Final Fantasy and make it real time. Yeah, but. Um, but it's, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see, and it sort of ties the two titles together. Um, but the other big announcement that that was made was that Final Fantasy VII will be released episodically, which has been a topic of some discussion on the internet. Um, extremely polarizing. Yeah, certainly. Uh, More uh, polarizing than John Cena. Just... That we we killed that meme at Desert Bus. We killed it at the very end of Desert Bus. <laughs> we put it in the ground, covered it with dirt. Um, Doesn't mean it's dead. It's buried. <laughs> we, we also shot it. Doesn't mean it's dead. Stuffed it in a box John and mailed Cena it to somebody. Dies. John Cena never dies. Not certainly not if he is. He's going to become the 147th president of the USA. Um, anyways, um, so, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of polarizing discussion about it. A lot of people, a lot of people sort of, sort of back and forth on it. Some people saying, like, the most common sort of thread of discussion has been, well, is this going to affect the story? If they're going to cut it up, how is this going to affect the story? And, uh, one thing that they said a while back, and we're hoping that they stick to, is that they're not removing anything from the story of Final Fantasy VII. They have on record said we are not removing anything at all from the story. Which means I very much look forward to streaming it and getting to the high-definition cloud cross-dressing scene. Um, but High-definition Young Bubbies Club. High-definition Young Bubbies Club. <laughs> I'm a little concerned um, as to how that goes. We will find out. But... but uh, so the, the people have been saying, well, this means they're going to be bring, they're going to be able to bring them out earlier. 
National is saying that this is going to be a rushed cash-in, that they're going to be, you know, charging us a full game's price for each episode, which most assuredly they will. Um, and, and, but the, the one thing that I, that I, that I see people forgetting or, or failing to mention was that the original game came on three discs. The PC version had two extra discs because one of them was uh, cinematic. Uh, was the uh, an extra disc entirely just for the cinematics? For the cinematics, and another one was for the soundtrack. soundtrack. Um, but the original so game, three to five discs for the PS One, was three discs. That's how big of a game Final Fantasy VII was. This was an era where you could get a like. Uh, um, that said, uh, drag, there, were, there uh, are games of comparable length. Like, Legend of Dragoon used all of those two discs that they had. Yeah, Legend of Dragoon, that was the one I was thinking of, had two discs. And it was still shorter than Final Fantasy VII, but it used two discs, and it was a massive game. game. Um, Can we still have that somewhere? Potentially? I don't know. I could find I'll it. stream that. I do want to stream that. Anyways. Um, Legend of Dragoon, you know, used a lot of discs. All the Final Fantasy, all the Final Fantasy games had multiple discs. Um, at least on the PS1, PS2, uh, and, and several other big games, but you could still fit a full game onto one disc, which showed how massive Final Fantasy VII was. Extrapolating that up, everything in Final because Final Fantasy VII had a good 80 hours worth of content in it. If you extrapolate all 80 hours in that whole world into modern day pretty graphics with fully voice acted uh, fully voice acted and, and lovingly rendered in 1080p high high definition on Blu-ray disc. You're still gonna need three discs. So rather than sell, rather than making one game that has three discs in it and 80 hours worth of gameplay, uh, more than that if it's H- more than that probably they're probably gonna add in a lot of stuff and they may be adding in other ancillary Final Fantasy VII things. Because Final Fantasy VII wasn't just the one game. It also had Crisis, Core, Dirge of Cerberus, etc., etc., etc. So they're probably going to be adding more stuff to it. Although it'd be hard-pressed to add stuff from Dirge of Cerberus because that's a completely different game. I mean, it is. <laughs> that's a shame. I'm, I'm, I'm more like characters in, in, in like story, not yeah. necessarily the game. But um, it's going to be a lot of stuff. And it's going to take them ye- and it's going to take them a lot of time. To make all of that. Now, do they know how many episodes we're looking at? No, that that much information has not been released. Uh, I'm not certain, and we, we there's still a lot of information that we need to gather before anybody should. I mean, be the obvious answer releasing. is is you release an episode for each arc, at least three. Yeah, because there is uh, no there is a there is a clear three act structure in the game. Um, the I. The the common sense in me says three acts, three discs, three games, three episodes. Uh, whether or not that'll hold out, I don't know. Because what they may do is when they they may, what they may do is in the middle of Act Two when everything gets revealed, they may just cut hard cut to Crisis Core and have that in the game and have us play through Zach's story and then hard cut back to Cloud's story at the end of that. Um, they may do some other thing. I don't know. Um, my, my only real question is, how will the episodic break uh, translate the things that could happen across all of the different acts? Like, finding Yuffie could happen at any point in the game. Yeah, finding Yuffie could happen at any point. Finding Vincent could happen at any point in the game after you reach Nibelheim, which you do in the first game, in the first uh, disc. But 
Um, it there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting issues, but not necessarily bad things. Well, so, the, the yeah. secondary question then is how how firm of a cut are we getting between episodes? Are we all right? Episode one is this area. Episode two, you don't go back to this area because a lot of a, a lot of games which are episodic or even you know kind of quasi episodic where they're the same engine and it's kind of a direct sequel and you can bring things like Baldur's Gate 1 to Baldur's Gate 2 yeah same engine direct sequel you can bring your characters you can export your characters through but you obviously never go back in Baldur's from Baldur's Gate 2 to Baldur's Gate 1 mm-hmm. is that going to be the setup or is it going to be more of a once you once you have episode 2 everything from episode 1 is still there yeah you're just playing an additional game the Honestly. piecemeal release, <laughs> yeah, is, is yeah, is, is 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 it piecemeal or is it like a hard cut, hard, hard never cut, go back. episode? Well, now they have announced that it will be open world, which has has which has drawn some interesting backlash. People like saying, "Oh, it's going to be open world, therefore it's going to be bad." It's like Final Fantasy VII was open world. It was open. I mean, it was it was a, it was a linear story, but the world was open. Like there was an open world map. Yeah. I'm also hearing like like this is this is part of the thing where where we're getting mixed information. I'm hearing things like you know I'm reading things like uh, it's going to be open world, but there's no world map. That doesn't make sense. I think that one might be the idea of like like instead of going to the world map, you actively leave the city of Midgar and just transit on the ground. Yeah, uh, or there's like they did in thirteen. It like might be like returns. that, or it might be that Midgar itself is an open world, like GTA Midgar. <laughs> I mean, or, or, I would I would play that game. I would play GTA Midgar. I'm sorry. There's a lot of Bethesda games <laughs> that are very you know Bethesda games are very open world. There's not really a world map in the sense that you would have, a, in the sense in most JRPGs yeah. where it's like walk your little icon around and pick your city you're going into. It's yeah. Just, so there's a, there's a lot of information that isn't quite clear yet. We don't know what they mean by no world map. I don't know if it, at least I don't in, in particular don't know if if no world map means. No little map icon in the corner, or no chibi version of yourself on the world map. I would think that it means no no chibi version of yourself on it, because that's what when I hear world. That's map, what you think in in a in a JRPG like in Chrono Trigger, the world map is you walking around in this giant thing, and then here's a town, and then you shift from world map town. into town, which is what Final Fantasy VII was like. Yeah, and and you don't have random encounters on your world map. Either. So it'll be more like it'll be more like the newer Final Fantasies, where you actually travel through areas. So that might be what it means. Is like there are open world areas that you transition. From Honestly, all into. I want to see in, in regards to like tri- travel in the world map, have us use that motorcycle more than once. You know. <laughs> I would love to be able to use that motorcycle. Like, if we, if we could ride the motorcycle between cities, A-okay. Yeah. Now, the next question is, how is the fast travel going to be in an open world? Because Probably not, fast, gonna, probably not going to exist. Because having to walk from every location to every location is annoying. Well, and, and that's why he just, you know, he just mentioned that using the motorcycle uh, would be a solution for that. The only thing is, uh, Chocobos. Also, Chocobos. Uh, there, there's never been any sort of fast travel in Final Fantasy games, with the exception of teleporting, um, which is a story thing. Which, hey, you're which, suddenly here. Well, which is a well, no, which is a spell. Teleport. You can I find know. and teleport. <laughs> um, and especially on, so I, I imagine, especially with the removal of the world map, 
uh, it'll be more like Final Fantasy. Um, that's the the closest thing to fast travel actually would have been Final Fantasy X with the airship. Yeah. Uh, you say airship go here. Yeah, airship go here. You go there. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a nice option to have, and and it's like I've been I've been from this place to this place several times. I know getting on my motorcycle will only take will only make it take three to five minutes, but yeah. I don't want to spend three to five minutes. I feel well. the 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 airship doesn't come until Act Two. I think yeah, Act Two. Although by that point, you would like if you're following the story progression, there aren't a lot of places that you head back and forth. Yeah, that that that's one. another thing is like the story of Final, even if they're making the world open, the story of Final Fantasy was always very linear. You go from Midgar to Calm to uh, Midgar to Calm to Chocobo Ranch to the caves to. Um, to uh, what's the name of the, the with the giant Junon to Junon, take the boat across from Junon to take the boat from Junon to Sol uh, Sol Casa del Sol something like that, the, the the Spanish place on the coast, and then you go from there to Nibelheim Nibelheim to the plane Nibelheim to Rocket Town, you know that mountain and Rocket Town and it's always been very linear. So when they say open world, do they mean do they still mean you're going to follow this exact arc and you're not going to have a choice? You just have to walk through the world, or you can walk around, but it won't do you any good. That's what I feel. That's like, what I, I'm feeling. Because it was the same way in Final Fantasy VII with the world map. You could ex- go everywhere you like, but there was no point to it aside from a handful of side quests. Well, and well, I mean, and exploring for like the summons and yeah. hidden mm-hmm. items and, and chocobo yeah. breeding. Chocobo used... breeding was the big reason for for the open world in Final Fantasy VII was so that you could inbreed a golden chocobo, so you could get to the waterfall and get Knights of the Round. Yeah. Um, so so you're, what you're saying is uh, it, it's basically one of the situations where, yeah, you can wander around these areas, but no plot's going to happen here until you've been to yeah. Needleheim. This this is going to trigger Needle- Needle- Needleheim. 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 Yeah, yeah uh, that, that, that's pretty much what Final Fantasy VII was. And if... I, they're using buzzwords like open world and, and things, but I feel like what they're saying is, they're rem- I, think, I feel like what they're doing is actually reminding us of what Final Fantasy VII had previously, well, and we're getting angry about and it. And marketing, <laughs> marketing is always weird, because they, they, they like using modern terms, and open world RPGs are really big right now. Yeah. Um, look at Bethesda. Bethesda's yeah. doing great. You know, look at uh, that game with the cars where they recreated San Francisco in like every detail or whatever city it was. Um, Driver San Francisco or GTA? Was it GTA? I I, th- I thought there was a, there was a GTA esque game. Driver San Francisco. Yeah, where it's like we created the most massive open world. Possible. Oh, that was most massive open world possible. That's GTA. Okay, was it? GTA? Oh, yeah, that that's GTA or Just Cause. Just Cause has the most. Absurdly huge open world. I think it was Just Cause. Yeah, Just Cause is the one that always brags about the size of their open world. I, th- I think it is Just Cause, but yeah, no, it's open worlds are big right now. Um, Which I always read two different ways. I read Just Cause as being a Just Cause or Just Cause. Just Cause. <laughs> big thing about open worlds, and, and I've heard this talked about before, is that uh, the open worlds don't mean anything if there's nothing in them to do. It's not the size of the world, it's the density. Um, yeah, we like there are people complaining about how small Fallout 4's map is, but there's so much in it. But you can't, and and while yes, you can theoretically walk from one side of Fallout 4 to the other in 11 minutes, you won't. You because won't every wrecked. It was just that, but every five feet, there's something interesting to do. 
and there's uh, interesting people to meet and interesting places to go. Or, you know, you make the comparison between Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. You, you, you can walk in Fallout 3 for 10 minutes in a straight line. You yeah. might hit a random area you can go in and kill some monsters. Yeah, like Fallout, Fallout 3 was big. Fallout 4 is a world. Fallout 4 is dense. Yeah. Is it, like, Fallout 3 is still a world. It wasn't as dense as Fallout 4. No, nowhere near as dense. Um, and it's like, if you actually went through the, the touchstones of the story of Fallout 3, it was actually fairly quick. Because there was nothing to stop you. Like, yeah. you could go straight from Megaton downtown, fix the tower up, then go to... Or Rivet, accidentally then go, skip that entire then plot. Then go to Rivet City. I was... Sequence broke, it went straight to Rivet City on accident. Well, I, was, uh, I went to Rivet City because uh, I was exploring... I was doing You are exploring. I was doing some... Yeah, it's like, oh, I accidentally found my father, and I janked up the... Uh, the Galaxy News Radio Quest The Galaxy line. News Radio Quest, because uh, not only could I have... I had so much trouble finding the place, because I no longer got a quest marker to tell me, oh yeah, you have to go through the subway to get there, because... Yeah, downtown the, Washington the, was a pain to navigate. The the it still is, <laughs> but um, Tish. Um, but there was also the fact that when he got there, there was no longer a fat man to kill that behemoth that shows up. Yeah, yeah. There were no there was no Brotherhood of Steel group also to help me kill the behemoth. Besides the two guys with machine guns. Nice. By the way, guess how many clips you can unload on a behemoth? A lot. Guess how much good trying to go into melee with a behemoth does? Very little. Unless you are, like, level 50 no, no, Iron no, Fist. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter, yo. You can punch a Colossus to, uh, Behemoth to death. If you have a Death Claw Gauntlet. Yeah. Or a Power Fist. Death Claw Gauntlet. I had an enhanced Power Fist when I was level 17 when I fought that Behemoth. That's too low. That's, it that, wrecked the schnickerdoodles that, out of me. That's too low to, to fight a Behemoth with just a Power Fist. You need to be at least level 50. <laughs> Which is higher than the original max cap of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should be high enough and level. There are people that have done it. Um, yeah, so... This, 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 we have sort of diverged off of, off of Final Fantasy. What we're saying is open, open worlds are not... Open worlds are a buzzword. Yeah. They have lost their meaning because of how many different kinds of open worlds there are. Exactly. And so we, we, we saying Final Fantasy VII will have an open world doesn't say anything at all. Um, <clears throat> just like saying it, just like saying it's episodic, doesn't necessarily mean anything in particular because we have some experience with episodic gaming. I mean, episodic gaming has been around since 1979 with uh, dun- what was it Dungeon, Dungeon Quest? Dungeon Quest, D U N J O N Q U E S T. Haha. See, using the wrong letter or number in place of the correct letter is not a new thing. <laughs> Dungeon Quest. Dungeon Quest apparently was just like. We're going to hit all those stupid tropes before they're big. Before they're big. So yes, Dungeon Quest uh, <clears throat> was a series of single-player, single-character uh, RPGs by Automated Simulations, later known as Epics, E-P-Y-X. So apparently it was the studio that, that really had the issue with, uh, with spelling. Also, Epic. Like, just Epic as a name, even if you ignore the X. yeah. Th- th- this place was really gearing for like hit these tropes before they're tropes. <laughs> yeah, and it started with uh, the the uh, the game Temple of A- A- Apshai, and within the same day, within the same day, within the same year, they also had the Date Stones of Rin. Uh, the very next year, they had the Murlocks Tower and Hellfire Warrior. Next year, I'm sorry, upper, what? Yeah, Mur- Morlocks Tower and okay, Hellfire I was about to say, Warrior. Murlocks uh, Tower, um, Blizzard. 
The next year, this is before Blizzard, it's 1979. Yeah, uh, bro. They meet everybody. This was before Murloc. Uh, uh, the next year, 1981, they had Upper Regions of Apshai, The Key of Asheron, and Sorcerer of Sivia, Siva, all in the same year. 1982, they had Curse of Ra, Danger of, Danger of Drindisty, and then they wait for some reason three years before releasing Temple of Apshai, the Temple of Apshai trilogy, which I'm assuming is three of those games in there. Um, so that, that, that is the very first instance well, of episodic gaming. Episodic content was also very popular in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, with shareware games. Yep. Because what was really popular then was game libraries, where it's like, I buy a CD for 20 bucks and it has the first episode of a hundred different games on it. And if I like a game, I contact the company, I quote unquote register my version, then they send me like... A floppy drive for each episode. Yeah. Um, if I've registered the full version, or I can be like, yeah, I just want the next episode. And it, it was, you know, was, uh, we we will give you the first episode, get you hooked. It was almost more of a more of a demo way of doing it. But in these cases, in that case, um, it would be all the episodes were released at once and priced separately. Now I feel like the 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 classic definition of an episodic game is actually the Shining Force games. I don't know if either one of you remember those. I love the Shining Force games. I don't remember Jack about them. Shining Force 1, 2, and 3 were actually episodic games. They were they were released on an annual... I believe they were released annually. Um, let me see. It's right over here. There's a lot of games that between, released Yeah, released between 1997 and 1999. So 97, 98, 99. Um, and they were each a scenario within the greater story. Yeah. When you play, it's like you can play each of them individually, but when you play them together, it actually tells a story arc from the beginning to the end. So what you're saying <coughs> is they have the same episodic arc as StarCraft Two. Yes, <laughs> they do. Um, and so while you can complete each game individually, the story yeah. is contained within all three. The, 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 the and first is completed game by all three. has a bit of a. <laughs> If you play just the first game, like I did when I was younger, it has a bit of a letdown ending. Yeah. It's like, oh, my character vanished and he woke up at some farmhand somewhere. Yeah. What? That's the ending? <clears throat> but then it's, you know, it's setting up for the next one. Yeah. And then it sets up for the last one, which actually gives you the real ending, which is Shining well, Force 3. And here's a, here's a question then. Where do we cut off the, the, the distinction between an episode versus a direct sequel? So I feel like... Uh, uh, in my opinion, an episode is something that picks up immediately where the last one left off. So, Escape from Butcher Bay and Assault on Dark Athena. There's, Literally there, one after another. There's time... I thought there was time between Almost those. none. I thought there was, like, a period of time between those. Like, he escapes Butcher Bay and then assaults Dark Athena. Oh. Riddick does not take time off. Never mind, then. Um, that is an episode of Also, game. Boulder's Gate 1 to Boulder's Gate 2. But yeah, like... You like, save Boulder's Gate and you are immediately, like, as you are... Escaping from, um, you get, cap- you get captured in you get captured and sent to the prison you escaped from in Baldur's Gate two. Yeah, at the end of Baldur's Gate one. Um, yeah, like where, where a uh, bard's tale. Yeah, a bard's tale where it's immediately the events the events that ended the first game begin the second game. Um, that is what I would define as episodic gaming I mean, because it's like it's like an episode of a TV series where. Last time on Smallville, or whatever. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Last time on Dragon Ball Z. 
Uh, Last time on Dragon Ball Z, the world was destroyed and then recreated by the Dragon Balls. So it was all okay. That only happened five times, okay? <laughs> okay, sorry. Last season. There you go. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that kind of a thing. Uh, and so the, there, there are some games that have... And the, the, the idea behind episodic gaming is that you would release a full game in smaller pieces over a shorter period of time. So, for instance, with Telltale, they'll release a full game in about six to seven months, maybe a year. Maybe they'll take a, a year to release a full game, but you'll get the game over the course of the year in, in five or six I, episodes. something to be said for there are different types of episodic content. <coughs> because sometimes episodic content is, these are individually full games. Yeah. Like Butcher Bay, Assault on Dark Athena, uh, the Star... <laughs> I'm forgetting the name you just said. Uh, the one that I... Shining to, Force. Shining Force. Yeah. Um, uh, but then there's also piecemeal games which are like the Telltale games. They're, yeah. They're one game in five pieces. Yeah. Because um, the individuals are really short and quick and you can finish them in a couple hours. And an example of the first one, uh, the example of the first one would be the Half-Life 2 series. Uh, which, uh, we're the, never getting that third one, by the way. The problem being, though, that, uh, it's that third part that, that Val doesn't seem to get because the, the episodes of Half-Life 2 are shorter than a full game. Uh, and then they just don't release ever. <laughs> I mean, Valve has counted to three once, and that's with Goblin Techies. What's Goblin Techies? Three goblins in Dota 2. So they've never counted to three. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's an issue. Well, let's see if Blizzard can learn to count to three. Um, no, they have. They they Diablo Warcraft, 3. Yeah, Diablo 3 and Warcraft 3. Now we just need StarCraft 3. Um, no, we need Warcraft 4, thank you. We need them to count to 4, is what you're saying. <laughs> Anyways. World, uh, World of Warcraft 1. I mean, it, it is World of Warcraft 1 still. Uh, World of Warcraft 2 will be when they actually like update the engine, because World of Warcraft yeah. is still running on that age-old engine that came it's, out in 2004. It's, yes, it's still running on an 11-year-old engine. Yeah. It's a little, a little clunky-looking. It's an 11-year-old. It's in preschool. <laughs> Actually, no. 11. It's, it's in, in middle school. It's in... No, it's in it's in elementary school still. It's in fifth grade. Fifth it's in grade. fifth grade. Ah, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, episodic gaming as a whole, there, there are some problems with it. There, the, there, the, the biggest There are some major problems with it. Is when, is when they do that thing where it's like, well, if you bought this game as a whole, it would be a $60 game. But we're gonna release it in five twenty dollar episodes, so, so it's a hundred dollars. They're hoping that the audience can't math. <laughs> um, which, but you could buy the season pass, and the season pass will give you access to all the games as they come out for eighty. <laughs> um, also, a season pass is bullshit in the first place because you're buying something that hasn't been made yet, yeah, uh, and might not be made. Uh, talking about season passes, uh, Naughty Dog ta- Naughty Dog recently announced that they didn't know what they were going to do for the season pass of the newest Uncharted game. Nice. <laughs> it's like, uh, here, buy a season pass. What's it for? I don't know yet. Oh, thank you. You're instilling such confidence in me. That's <laughs> uh, also a case of the company. Some season passes are legitimately a deal because, you know, like Dark Souls 2 season pass was, you get these three things for $40. Each of them is $20. Uh, DLC. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes, and if it's if it's a if it's a company that you really trust, yeah, 
but you're still paying for something that hasn't been released yet. Yeah. That's the thing. I, it's, I am, a, it's, it's a case I am, of trust. I am buying your snake oil, and I hope it will give me good luck. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, season passes are definitely so, so, a case of trust. Yeah, and 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 quite often not deserved. Um, the so uh, Epic Game has, like I said, it has some issues where you know you're buying you're you're buying five games for the price of two. Um, you're you're buying uh, you know uh, you, you're you're buying season passes that may or may not ever be fulfilled depending on how well the first five episodes or the first two or three episodes succeed. Um, but there are also some good things. For instance, the thing that I'm hopefully looking forward to, you get games out quicker. You get them out because you're... So, so for a full-length Final Fantasy game in modern remakes... Valve. I mean, Valve, Valve notwithstanding... Valve broke it. Valve's not a video game maker anymore. I don't know if you realize They're a video this. game seller. They are a, they are a publisher and seller. They do not make games anymore. I need to make another two. No, they don't. That's hired out. They I, bought the I, Dota I 2 team. Valve staff now. <laughs> Technically, he works for Valve. Uh, they just bought a guy that made a game and said, make the game for us. They make TF2. No, they don't. They make hats. <laughs> the last thing Valve has made was a hat update. I mean, yes, but before that, they also made, like, Man vs. Machine. All right, so back to the topic at hand, episodic content. <laughs> Valve is very important in episodic content. Because uh, they popularized it. And then fucked it over. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, uh, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, so, you know, releasing games at, at that, that would take, like I said, Final Fantasy VII as a full game, will take years to make. At least three. It took... Final Fantasy VII, I think the original game took three years to make. Uh, let me just pull that up real quick before I make er uh, erroneous statements that, I, uh, that are not actually true. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo, came out in 97. How long was development time... Uh, but it, it took a long time to make. It was. It's. I think it's still one of the most. If you relative relative with relative for inflation, still one of the most expensive games Square Enix has ever made. Um. So it, it it's a it's a big game and it would take years to develop. Yeah, it began in '94. So a three year game. Yeah, it took three years to make Final Fantasy VII. With a modern day extrapolating that up for modern day standards, it'll probably take another three years to make this one. Yeah. Um, or, if they release it episodically, if they release an act, one act at a time, a year, a, three a, year, game, a year, one year Final Fantasy VII, two year Except Final Fantasy VII, three year Final it's, Fantasy It's not VII. that clean, because a lot of the problem in development is. is building the engine. By the well, they've already got the engine built. They've already got the engine built. They're using the engine that, they, that, they, that they're making Final Fantasy XV with. That engine, so Final Fantasy VII, it's not building the engine. The original Final Fantasy VII, it was building the engine because they had the, that was a brand new engine that they were using. Um, but with this one, it's not. It is we've already got the engine made. Now we just got to make the damn game. You have to arduously comb over every inch of Final Fantasy VII. I'm sure they still have the design bring docs. It back. Or arduously comb through the design docs from. 
This is a Japanese company. 1920... 19, 19, 19, 19, 19 years ago? Yeah. No, 21 years, 21 ago, years ago? The design docs? Yeah, yeah. Th- they'll have the design docs. They're a Japanese company. I don't think you understand how their filing system works. <laughs> there, is a, there is a little old Japanese man in a warehouse somewhere walking down to the cardboard box that says Final Fantasy VII on it. Pulling it out, blowing the dust off of it, getting it out. Also, considering that they re-released it 15 times, yeah. they probably have multiple copies of the design They probably just hand. keep them as like, alright, what are we doing this year? I don't know. Uh, hey, pull those uh, Final Fantasy VII design docs down. Yeah, you know. I mean, although to be fair, they probably just grabbed the game, poured it, but still. Um, yeah, no, they, they have the design docs on hand. So, But the problem is, it's probably a design doc you know about, you know, it's like, three or four, uh, you know, Wheel of Time novels (laughs) Um, stacked on top of each other. But, but yeah, grab those design docs, build the game, hire the voice actors, have the voice actors actually voice their lines, uh, edit the dialogue, because some of the dialogue probably won't work. Matt Mercer for Sephiroth. No. We have a Sephiroth. His name is Lance Bass. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, and 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 get the get the get the voice actors Liam working. Liam O'Brien for Red Thirteen. Get them all, get them all <laughs> voicing their characters. Jennifer Hale for Tifa, uh, um, and 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 then model everything. Make this open world. Could you make, imagine Gara voicing Red Thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, extrapolate out the world of Midgar into this open world. Do all the things that they want to fix. Make the motorcycle work everywhere. Get the cross-dressing scene just right. Get the young Bubby scene just right. I want to know how they're going to redo that scene, because that scene made full extent use of the fact that the graphics were garbage. I'm going to find out. You believe me. I will forego my mortgage to get the game when it comes out. Bad decisions. Um, But there's still a lot of things. Creating models is going to take a lot of time. They're going to have to create a lot of things. They've at least got... So I, I think what it would be, instead of being one, two, three, <coughs> I think it would be two years, two and a half years, three years. Maybe. Or 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 two years, one year, one year. Because by the time they get the first episode out, they're all, the, the first act was the biggest act. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But two years for the first act, and then half a year for each act. Yeah, two, two and a half, three. Yeah. Rather than, like, in sequence, just two, two and a half next one. Something three like, years yeah, next one. something like that. And they've already been, they've already been working on it. We're not sure how long they've been working on it, but they've worked on it enough that they released a gameplay demo, uh, a, a gameplay sorry, a gameplay trailer, uh, this past week, which showed off the combat system. It showed off Biggs, Wedge, Jesse, Barrett, uh, Cloud. Biggs, and, Wedge, and Jesse. They actually have models now. Yeah, you might actually be able to tell that Jesse's a girl. Maybe. Um, Biggs, Wedge, Jesse, Barrett. They showed off Midgar Streets. They showed off Shinra Soldiers. <clears throat> they showed off the train. They showed off bits of the intro sequence before blowing up the reactor. Um, and like I said, they showed off combat. I think they also showed off Tifa. I think they showed off Tifa. I don't remember. Right off the top of my head. Um, so we know if they that showed off got, Tifa, you would know. They, they, they know they've got an amount of it already made. Um... And at like the the main cast are probably the most important models, and then like there were a bunch of citizens that are already already made and really easy to make. Shinra soldiers are easy to make because they don't have faces. Um, they don't have any like major detail that needs to be done. They can be very much you know here's a here's a roller paint paint paint. Um, 
So if they want to do the lazy way out, well, I mean, they're they're the Shinra soldiers were the lazy way out. They are they, faceless, helmeted. They men are with three literally eyes. faceless men. They their helmet covers their face, it's like you get in the lower jaw. And they are soldiers, so they're all in uniform. And the only designation between them is the color of their uniform. If it's red, they're an officer. That's it. If it's blue, they're a if it's blue, they're they're not. If it's blue, they're infantry. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now, the question though is, when they go to make it, how much? Be, being episodic, if they want to make more than three episodes, if they want to make five episodes and introduce a lot of the exterior content, they can. That's one of the yeah, one of both an advantage of episodic and a pitfall of episodic. Yeah, <laughs> too many episodes because there is a lot of Final Fantasy VII out there. There are here. Let me let me pull up the finish the, Final Fantasy VII. Tell the story of Edmund Children. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could also be the 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 compilation of Final Fantasy VII. The compilation of Final Fantasy VII is Before Crisis, Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, Last Order, Final Fantasy VII, and Final Fantasy VII: The Game Itself. There, there's plenty of <laughs> there's plenty of Final Fantasy VII to put into these games. Like, there's a lot of Final Fantasy VII out there. But how much do we want Final Fantasy VII to become its own game franchise? Is what we're saying here. Yeah, which we'll find out because at this point. It's in their hands. I don't think I'd mind. Air guys, God bless the ring. Yeah, <laughs> air guys, Final Fantasy VII. What? No, what are you doing? Uh, it's a mini game in Golden Saucer. The Golden Saucer, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Just basically, all right. Final Fantasy VII is now its own game series. Final Fantasy VII One, Final Fantasy VII Two, Final Fantasy VII Seven, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Fifteen. Wait, what? Final Fantasy Seven Fifteen Part Two. God. Damn it! Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, Final Fantasy seven, fifteen, part two, the MMORPG. So yeah, well, there, there's, there's a lot of information that we still need about Final Fantasy seven, and we will, we'll definitely be talking about it more as more information arises. Uh, the other thing that that broke recently that caused some stir is in, uh, there's some. So you know Fallout four. Are you familiar with Fallout four? I don't know. Do, 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 do you know? Do you know? Do you know? I, I think about, about Fallout Four. I, I, I may have played that game. Before. Okay. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an okay game. You know, it's a, it's a, it's recently released by a little company called Bethesda. You know, they're 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 a startup. I'm not sure if they'll they'll get very far in the industry, but you know, they're they're doing okay. Uh, and it was found out via some people digging through files that there was some stuff that they left out of their most recent game, Fallout Four. I mean, you know, you, you cut content all the time. It's it's not that big of a deal. Um, one of them was a harpoon gun, because there's a, in, in Fallout Four there's a there's a lot of water all over the map. I don't know if you guys have noticed. And there's even a perk <clears throat> and that lets you breathe underwater. There's even a perk that lets you breathe underwater and and lets you and ignore radiation from water. So you uh, can be a waterbound explorer. Yeah, um, but you, there's no way to fight underwater. You can't. You can't. So if you get attacked by Mirelurks, you're gonna die. Yeah. So if you get attacked in the water, you're basically dead. Um, so there's no real incentive of going into the water, but they found a gun called the harpoon gun. And when they, when, when, when some modders skinned it to an existing weapon and fired it, they saw that bubbles pop out of the top of the gun whenever they fire the gun, which seems to indicate that it was meant to be fired underwater. And it wouldn't make sense. A harpoon gun 
Yeah. Like, to be fired in water. Especially with, with a perk like breathing underwater, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't mean for there to be <clears throat> underwater something underwater. Exactly. I mean, there are things underwater. Like, you can find power armor suits and, like, a bunch of treasure underwater. But there's also a lot of dangerous stuff in that water. Yeah. A lot of mire lurks. There's a lot of mire lurks. Um... So, so that was... Fire looks look freaky, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, they do. And so it was interesting that, that they removed that, and I, and I don't know that anybody has sort of come out and said why it's been removed. Um, but another thing that Probably they found... Probably because it was a janky gun that didn't really... That was hard to script because it only ever worked in one situation. Yeah, I mean, probably was a scripting issue. Um, the other thing that they found was some audio logs. Uh, some audio files, I should say, recorded by Paladin Dance, who is a member of the Brotherhood of Steel. Now, at the end... Uh, sh- spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler alert. Uh, not, wh- not that you couldn't have guessed this. William, but... what happens at the end of Fallout 4 if you side with the Brotherhood of Steel? So the, uh, the objective of the Brotherhood of Steel, uh, spoiler alert, is for the Brotherhood of Steel to take, claim, and or destroy all potentially dangerous technology in the Commonwealth. So, the ending of Fallout 4 ends with you, under the guidance of the Brotherhood, nuking the Commonwealth and destroying the railroad. <clears throat> Sounds fun. So these audio logs that they found, uh, and, and so to be clear, that's an ending that apparently has not gone over well with a lot of people. Shocker. Well, because... In Fallout 3, the Brotherhood of Steel were the good guys. They were the heroes. They were there to protect everyone. In fact, Liberty Prime is in the game. Liberty Prime, the, the big robot from the end of Fallout 3, uh, is in the game at the, uh, at the airport where the, uh, where the Brotherhood of Steel dock their airship. And also Dr. Madison Lee from Fallout 3 is in Fallout 4. Um, but there are then, a lot of re- there are a lot of recurring references. Fallout Four, the Brotherhood of Steel are almost like neo Nazis, which in some games, like in the first game, they were. Which, and to clarify, in Fallout Three, it was made abundantly clear that this section of the Brotherhood of Steel was going against the orders wh- of what the, most yeah. of the Brotherhood of Steel, <clears throat> and it was only because of the amount of respect that Elder Lions had earned that they were allowed to operate in the way that they were operating. Yeah. So the, 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 there, there, there are divisions within the Brotherhood of Steel as to how they should proceed. We've seen this in almost all the games, uh, that there are some Brotherhood of Steel people who are good, some Brotherhood of Steel people who are Nazis. Um, it's, are you lawful good, or are you lawful stupid? Yeah, lawful good, lawful evil. Uh, and, and so this, this incarnation just happens to be bad. Um, which is fine. The which is fine, but you know, it, 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 people didn't like it because you were sort of. The, the, there were other options the Brotherhood of Steel could have taken that you didn't get the chance to do. But it's made abundantly clear in the beginning that these Brotherhood of Steel are the classic Brotherhood of Steel because Dance is like, well, you know what we're here to do? We're here to kill ghouls and synths and anything non-human. And when you first sign up with the Brotherhood of Steel, they're saying, "How do you feel about shooting super mutants in the face? You like it? All right, we like you." How do you feel about shooting ghouls, even non-feral ones? Yeah, we like you. You know, they're, they're very clear on their stance. So it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that their that their end goal was to nuke the place. However, however, the uh, audio logs that are missing 
reveal a alternate ending to the Brotherhood of Steel timeline. Uh, the Brotherhood of Steel could have been... Uh, basically, the way it goes is... Um, uh, you and Paladin Dance basically overthrow Elder Maxon, the leader of the Brotherhood of Steel, and you become the new Elder in that area. You take Maxon's place. Uh, and sort of prevent the Brotherhood from nuking the place. Uh, which I'm assuming would have been an alternate line if you didn't if you didn't want to side with Maxim, uh, which would have made, you know, having the option would have made that ending a lot better in my opinion. Don't you think? I I, I do like the idea, especially <coughs> since it's like we've 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 presented two brotherhoods of steel, you know, here is here is an option if you try really hard to sort of subvert it yeah. and, and become the good one from Fallout Three. Yeah. Yeah, you basically become Elder Lions. Um, or you can just go the easy way and go with Elder Maxon. Um, which I think would have made it a lot more... One of the things that one of my friends did in Fallout 4 was hilarious. Um, when he got to the, the ship, the fire <coughs> ship, uh, he just put on his power armor, walked over to the flight deck, shot Elder Maxon in the head, jumped off the airship. <laughs> no falling damage while you're wearing power armor. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I like that. That's nice. Ah, uh, what were the repercussions of that action? I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't find out from him, but I just like the idea of like you, like you know, you know what Elder Maxon's gonna do. So it's like, bam, bam, die, jump off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> pop, pop, to the face. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyways, um. So the, this this brings about the issue of you know of cut content that would have made the game better, uh, like like well there's, and, there's and this no is way not unique to Fallout yeah. Four no, by any and, means. And this no, was simply an example. There's lots of it was it was an example that's in the news. There are lots of games that that cut content that would have made the game better. For instance, Knights of the Old Republic Two. Knights uh, of the Old Republic Two. Let's talk about games with janky endings. Um, so Knights of the Old Republic Two has a whole storyline. Revolving around HK forty seven, uh, that was cut, and you know the HK fifties that had been attacking you throughout the entire game. Yeah, so in throughout the game, you're attacked multiple times by HK fifties, which are like sort of a a, a mass produced version of HK forty seven, uh, and throughout the game, HK forty seven is like, oh, we need to deal with these guys. Oh, we need to deal with these guys. Oh, we need to deal with these guys. You get to the ending, you never deal with them. In it, fact, they stop showing up halfway through the game. It's also really annoying because he's like oh we got this part that'll help me track them down never found them yeah there's an entire quest line in which you acquire pieces of hk-47 and pieces of the hk-50 to help him track down the hk-50s and you never get any reward like there's never any there's never any payout this entire section of the game was cut for time because, and it was cut because they were trying to rush the game out the door to so that they could maintain momentum from Knights of the Public 1's popularity. And they just said, blah, 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 fuck it. And to clarify, I don't think that cutting content was the problem here. It wasn't that they cut the side quest. It was that they kept the intro to the side quest yeah. and never did anything with it. At least in Fallout 4, 
they didn't start you down the here you're gonna get a harpoon or here we're gonna overthrow Maxon. Never did anything with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Neverwinter Nights two, uh, <coughs> one of my favorite computer games, did uh, a very similar thing where they had um, relationship lines that they set up with characters that could never follow through to anything because um, the voice acting budget had gone over. Like, and they like, couldn't finish the lines, but they left in all of the sort of the intro lines to these yeah. relationships like, that they set up. There's something to be said for cutting content just entirely. Like it, it's fine as long as it, there's there's decent enough reason. Like uh, Kotor two, they cut out all of the relations between the female exile and the handmaiden because they're like, well, we're actually just gonna we don't have enough room for all of these companions. So we're just gonna cut the handmaiden from the female and cut the the the, the scholar from the male. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was sort of a lot of lot of weird things that happened with Knights of the Republic's uh, uh, content getting cut. And as we said, it's not the only game. There's um. <sighs> and now I've forgotten the game that I was about to lead into. Quick, somebody cover. Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. All right, thank you. Uh, Destiny Destiny has an amount of cut content. Not not a whole lot, but... It has some very, very important cut content, It though. does, though. Why don't you go into that? So, there there were some voice lines that were uncovered by, by players of Destiny that revealed just how much the story had been butchered by the rush out the door. Because those of you who play Destiny know that the... The awakened live out in the asteroid field at the edge of the, at the edge of the solar system. There's not a whole lot to know about them at first. Um, the recent DLC has kind of expanded on them a little bit, but what you initially know about them is well, they're awake. They're they're awakened out in the asteroid belt. They just kind of dislike you to tell you to fuck off. There's a whole lot of cut content about the the second hand of the queen of the awakened, whose name is Crow, by the way. You never learn that, and like in the game, like these voice lines and and the data files tell us that his name is Crow. Um, but Crow uh, was supposed to be a sort of conspiratorial figure. He was supposed to be someone who came who came to <coughs> the Guardian and revealed to you that. The traveler is not perhaps the all the all powerful force of good that he's made out to be, and there's all of this content about how the traveler is not actually a force of light or a force of good. It's actually just a force of stagnation, and that it was it was that wherever the traveler goes, the darkness follows, and basically is this constant cycle of uplifting and destruction. And that and there's another there's a whole lot of other content that suggests that. The, that the the traveler was just was shot by Rasputin to keep him from leaving, but none of this is in the game. This is stuff that could have explained Destiny's story, but without it, Destiny just has this jumbled mess of go here, do this. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of like I don't know if you qualified as cut content, but having all of the grimoire cards not in the game, <laughs> you have to view them online on the you website. Have to actually, leave the game, pull out the website, and re and, and, and enter a code, or no, you, you tie to your account, and you know log into your account on the website to read the lore of the game that you were playing. <laughs> it's sort of a, it's sort of like a I'm playing the game. You want me to stop playing your game to read the lore? 
I know uh, RPGs used to do this way back. Um, uh, one of my one of my games, Ma- Magic Handle, did this. I used, but a, a couple of the games did it where you, it came with a manual, and it's like read this passage when you got to a certain part of the game. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I have to stop playing. I have to find my manual. All right, page forty-seven. Da 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 da. Giant paragraph of dialogue that, because of the way that old games were coded, wouldn't fit. Yeah. And back then, they at least had the oh well, we couldn't fit all this all this coding in here because technological barriers. Now, there's not really that. There's excuse. no real excuse. It's just we wanted to get it out the door faster. Um, and to be fair, there are examples of people who we don't want to cut any possible anything from this. We're going to make Duke Nukem. And then... Duke Nukem wasn't that we don't want to cut anything from it. Duke Nukem was that... Okay, we're making a good game. Oh, look, there's a game that came out that has something cool. Let's add that. Oh, look, there's another game that came out that has something cool. Let's add that. Oh, look, there's another game out there that has something cool. Let's add that. Oh, wait, this engine is old now. Let's make a new engine. Okay, we'll, bring it, we'll grab that new engine. Well, no, no, not this engine is old again. Let's grab that new engine. Okay, we'll yeah. grab that new engine, pull everything into it. Oh, look, a new game. It was, it was less a thing of not wanting to cut content and having ADHD. Yeah, but... <laughs> As it turns out, those ADHD should not make video games. No, we shouldn't. The concept it was... At least not being the director. The, the concept was, there's no deadline. We're not going to set a deadline for this game. Yeah. So you have as long as you want to make the best game you can, and I know... And all of, the money in the world. Well, I know used to. a lot of programmers and engineers, you don't want to tell them, take as long as you want to make this as best as you can. No, because they'll never get it made. They'll just keep doing it. So yes, you have to have deadlines. You have to say no. I know that you want to include this. We have to cut it. Th- That's there- where the evil producer and publisher comes in. Um, and everyone hates the producer and publisher, but they have to. That's an important job. It, what, it, what it came down to was okay. Do we want to finish this HK forty seven quest line, or do we want to make the ending cinematic for the game? Yeah, it's like we the- only have the time for one. Yeah, um, and there's something to be said for a balance of. We don't have enough time, or we have too much time. A lot of games suffer from we don't have enough time. A lot of games suffer from we have too much time. Yeah, like there, 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 there are games that didn't have enough time that should have had more, and there are games that had too much time that should have had less. And it's up to the producer. It's up to the producer to really figure that out. But uh, that that's a hard line to draw, especially and, and if you're not a gamer. You're human. Yeah. Like. And the, and you're not going to pull every trace of everything out of the game. Um, they found the audio logs in, you know, in, in Fallout 4, and now they're like, oh, this would have been so cool if they'd done it. Yeah. Maybe they'll But release... it would have been another month of production. Yeah. How, how long did you, how much did you want the deadline to get pushed back? Exactly. Everyone um, hates it when a deadline gets pushed back. Yeah, because they're excited for the game. And you've built up height, you know, and there's at some point when you, you push it back far enough that you're going to lose all the hype you've built up. Uh, and then you'll actually sales will actually suffer from pushing it too far back. And it's not just sales, which it, I think is what Final Fantasy was doing with their episodic gaming. Is like there's by the time we get this full game out, all interest will be gone. You know, people don't want Final Fantasy seven three years after we after we announced it. They want it this year, which is oftentimes why so. d- developers won't even announce a project until, until it's near completion. Yeah. But at that same time, now you're now you're not building up hype to get funding to finish the game. Yeah, so it's, well, a, it's a vicious cycle of funding and marketing. <laughs> Basically, if you have the money, you can afford not to announce it. If you don't, but if you don't, you gotta build, you gotta act fast. Which well, is which is kind of the, the the small developer curse. Although why Squeenix doesn't have the money, I don't know. Because have you seen where Japanese companies are going lately? 
That's only Konami. Hashtag fuck Konami. I, I saw I saw I saw a picture on Tumblr. It was like um, Konami Konami gives uh, like like great, great developer Hideo Kojima a whole hour of outside time, <laughs> and it's just a picture of Hideo Kojima with his hands in his pockets, like ooh, looking at the ground on like a playground outside. So that that that'll actually move on to another piece of news, and this is probably our last piece of news for the, for this podcast. But um, Hideo Kojima, uh, so the video game awards happened last week, mm-hmm. uh, and Hideo Kojima was banned from going to the video game awards at which his own game was receiving an award from Konami's lawyers. Konami... So Konami, who have insisted that Kojima is not leaving the company and is just on holiday, um, have banned the creator of Metal Gear Solid V from receiving the award that Metal Gear Solid V was winning for, what was it, Game of the Year? Something like that. Or, yeah. Something big. It's like, you made this game, you're not allowed to go get that award. You're not allowed to, sh- you're, you are legally, ref- you are legally banned from setting foot at the award ceremony. Konami thought that was a good idea. I want to know... <laughs> These are the same people that, once their developers have finished a game, are demoted to janitorial staff. Yeah, yeah, when, the, when their developers are no longer useful, they demote them until they leave. Or they, they, sorry, they demote them for the rest of their contract. Because they often finish a game before their contract's up. They demote them and have a subsequent salary cut as well. There's always that one company in every industry. Yeah. That does terrible things. And the problem is Konami's doing really well and they've bought out a bunch of other smaller companies. I don't even know that they're doing very well anymore. Oh, well, not anymore. After all the garbage <laughs> they've pulled for the past year. Yeah, oh, no. so they were doing really There's well. There's a reason why hashtag fuck Konami is popular right now. Because <laughs> it's like, what are you even thinking? What, what sort of reptile has crawled up and assumed human form at the head of Konami? The real problem is that Konami is a family company. Konami is not a corporate entity. They don't have any stockholders. It they is are. Run, you know, you know, you know that you know that old you know that uh, that old that old saying: "Good kings have bad princes." Yeah. It, it it is a family hierarchy at Konami. It is run by the same family that has run it since it was founded. Oh, kind of like Walmart. Kind of like Walmart. Sam War- Walton was a great businessman. His kids, no. and and you see what people think of Walmart now. Uh, so that, that 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 is part of the issue with Konami, and I'm really hoping they just fold. Unfortunately, you can also see how well Walmart's doing right now. Yeah, Konami not so much. You know, Konami at least is reaping the benefits of of, of <laughs> reap what they sow. Yeah, reaping the, reaping what they sow. So yeah, that was that was a, that was a little bit of, of of interesting, and and it's sort of the level of disrespect. It, it always seems like a vicious cycle of uh, of a great man uh, doesn't. It isn't hard enough on his successor, and his successor just goes straight to spoil. Well, there's a there's a there's a saying from the Middle East about about <coughs> how civilizations rise and fall, and it's you know the, the the first generation are people who were born of the sand, who know trials and hardship, and will fight to to make everything they can from what little they have. The second generation has grown up on this; they've gotten used to the spoils, but they still understand what the spoils mean because. They, they saw them being created, even if they weren't involved. The third generation is simply used to having it all, 
and doesn't even know where it came from and wastes it all. So you're saying is I need to beat my children regularly when they're after they're born. If they're born, if you have a lot of money. <laughs> so like, you heard it here first, folks. If you have a lot of money, beat your children. Like that's, 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 that's my philosophy for, ra- for, for raising children is don't just hand them everything. Make them realize that things require work to achieve. The Shenanicast, now offering child-raising advice. Yeah, for people, none of us have children. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's one of those things everybody has opinions on. And we've now voiced ours. We can never talk about it again. <laughs> it was a solution. So yeah, so that's been that's been an interesting bit of news, and 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 I think we'll we'll probably come back to this. And then this this is the sort of format that I would like to have, where we we have a news topic, and then that spirals off into an actual topic for us to talk about, and then back to another news article back to another topic of discussion. So they're using the news to inspire discussion. Of course, we won't always have that much news, so sometimes you'll see the old format of we just got a topic to talk there's about. There's always news, I promise. There, yeah, there's, there's almost always something to talk about. And but there are I slow will... news weeks. Don't discount it. So that's, that's, that's the thing. I see people use the term slow news week when a game website publishes news about games. It's like, slow news week, huh? We were a games website. We published news about games. But I, I've also seen... This actual... is an article about games. But I, I have also seen actual slow news weeks where there's like, um, these guys are still developing this thing. That's all we got. <laughs> People, game still in development. Owner doesn't care. <laughs> uh, but but that, 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 that kind of slow news week happens there are few and far between so we should especially uh with the christmas season coming out we should have plenty of stuff to talk about uh but yeah so that's been that that's been the the shenanigans we have a few closing remarks to to go into uh here at the uh here at thumbshow films uh first of all i want to correct something that that austin said in the previous shenanigans hi i am not streaming on fridays i am streaming wednesday and thursday did i say friday you said thursday and friday i'm sorry (laughs) and then that you were streaming saturday (laughs) Huh. <laughs> I wrote it correctly on the website. Uh, yeah, so uh, our, our current stream schedule is uh, Monday, all three of us, at our normal time of 8 to 11, except when I fall asleep because I worked two extra hours than I was supposed to work and my sleep schedule got screwed up. I show up and I'm like, hmm, he's not awake. I should probably get home and stream. <laughs> uh, um, Tuesdays will be Shadow Core streaming. Uh, the Shadow Course gathers, uh, except for this week because I'll take over Tuesday because I missed Monday. I will be streaming Earthbound, so look forward to that. Um, Wednesday will be me streaming. Thursday will be me streaming. Friday will be Austin and Holly streaming. This week they will be streaming, and I will be streaming as well because I'm going to be streaming another bonus uh, because I missed Saturday. Um, and then Saturday me streaming. Sunday Shadow Course streaming for six hours. That's the stream schedule. Our release schedule remains the same. Our podcasting schedule remains the same. Although, starting this coming Saturday, I will be recording. It'll probably re- I think it'll probably release on Monday as well. I don't know. Um, I, I, I probably probably more middle week. Maybe maybe uh, or maybe because like, like just release three Saturday. podcasts on Monday, yo. Or maybe just release it on Saturday. Um, will be a new actual play series. Uh, I am getting people together to do a Mass Effect RPG uh, using the Dragon Age RPG and Fantasy Age RPG systems. Which is, 
I would really love to join, but I don't wake up that early. Well, yeah, uh, we'll be streaming. Uh, uh, streaming. We'll be recording it early in the earlier in the morning because uh, I am doing it with some of our viewers. Antitonic is 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 going to be in it in a few and Navarin and a few others. And Antitonic is in Australia. So in order for us to be streaming at a time where he is a awake and be available, it has morning. to be early in the morning. Sorry, recording, not streaming. No, he uh, it has to be early in the morning. Antitonic, you know, so five to eight for us is nine to midnight for him. Yeah, a.m. Five to eight a.m. for us is nine to midnight for Antitonic. I don't wake up that early. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Earliest I wake up ever is so 6.30. We are going to be streaming... And, uh, the, the title of the... I'm already, I've already been at work for a while by the time you wake up, sir. Yeah. The, uh, the title of the actual play is going to be uh, Space Cowboys. Um... The campaign. It is it is a Mass Effect campaign. Uh, basically, if you take Cowboy Bebop and Firefly, mash them together and put them in Mass Effect, that's sort of the feel I'm going for. And the reason I'm going for that is because uh, we have a lot of new. There's actually everybody involved for, currently has never played an Age system before, and a couple of them have only ever played D and D Fourth Edition. That's unfortunate. So uh, we're going to be we're we're going to be introducing a lot of new people to 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 RPGs, and I figured a a relatable story would be would be good for them. So uh, look forward. And to... the age system is the simplest to learn. It's one of the simplest. There are simpler. I can't think of one. Um. Um. What is that? Mice Quest? No. Um. Of mice and mystics. Of mice, mice and mystics. That was less of an RPG and more of a. Here's a one story that you play. It is an RPG. It is classified as it an is. RPG. <laughs> and it is simpler than age. Than it's not in the same vein as like D and D because like you have one story. Yeah. Here's the one story. No. Anyways. Um. So yeah, look forward to that coming out. Uh, we're gonna be recording the first session this Saturday. Uh, and again, it'll be Mass Effect, Age System. If you're interested, look 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 for it. Bam. And then, also returning this week, uh, as of recording two days from now, uh, I will have Morrison's Talk About the Street going up on Wednesdays. Uh, this week, it's going to be Paul Saunders of Loading Ready Run, uh, who, I, who sat down with me for an interview, uh, and we talked about a lot of it's it's a really feels heavy episode. It's actually a little bit longer than than all the other ones, and I hope you guys enjoy it because I certainly enjoyed talking with them, and I I enjoy the finished product. So thank you all very much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again later. Also check out our other actual play on the website on the Podbean, which is Final Show Films actual play of A Simpler Life. What episode are you guys on now? Uh, the one coming up this week is fourteen. Is that the one where thing happens? Thing does happen. Thing does happen. Thing happens. I look forward to listening to it. Um, and you can check out everything else that we do on our website at finalshowfilms.com. And, uh, and if you enjoy the podcast and like to hear more and like to support us in any way, shape, or form, particularly financially, check out our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash fsfilms. All right. Thank you very much. Say goodbye, everybody. You want to uh, thank our, our Patreon supporters, oh, yeah. sir? Well, actually, technically the agreement is not that we don't have to thank them. On yeah, but they're the awesome podcast. people. They are all awesome people. And we will thank our current look, Patreon look, supporters. D- David Pay, you're an awesome guy. Chris Comfort? You're awesome. And Addie Pie, also awesome. And everybody else that supports us on Patreon. Everybody. You're, you're all awesome. You're all awesome. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. Now say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>